Hey, welcome to episode 29 of Amateur Bartending for Immature People. I'm Shannon. And I'm Greg. And this is the podcast where we're going to be talking, thinking, making, and drinking some cocktails. Yes. So we're clear, back. Clear things today. Clear things in the clear things in your cocktails. Clear things for cocktails. That's a good place to start, I think, kind of coming back after the new year. Yeah, happy new year. Happy new year, everybody. We're back to making some uh, making some episodes, and we're starting out with, as Shannon mentioned, clear things in cocktails. Yeah, we're doing waters today. Exactly. So, I mean, so I know club soda. You know, you got seltzer water, you got tonic. I mean, you know, there's probably some I've, differences between lots of them and. I've always wondered what the differences yeah, were, honestly. I, I'm assuming everybody else is, too, so let's do that. Let's and do if you guys are a step ahead of us and you know all of your waters, then good for you. And if you don't. Um, but if you don't. Buckle up. There you are. Buckle up, buttercup. And also, gonna you good. might learn a little something even if you do, smarty pants. Learn, so you got to learn one th- new thing every day. So we're going to hop into this. Absolutely. So Where are we going to start? Seltzer water. Do you know what that is? Bum, bum, bum. Uh, seltzer. I know it's bubbly. Um, is that what comes out of the soda stream? It is. That's exactly what it is. Oh, and okay. seltzer water is carbonated water. No mm-hmm. additives. It's just water that's been carbonated. Okay. So if you've got a soda stream, you're making seltzer water. Yeah, or you know, there's a lot of different products on the market now. There are seltzer waters with like little bits of juices in them or, okay. you know, like cans and bottles that you can pick up in the store. Okay. Um, seltzer water is just carbonated water. It's totally healthy for you. There's no difference in regular water and seltzer water for hydration. You know, everything yeah. is the same. It's um, a little burpy. I enjoy seltzer water sure. um, all the time. So that is what seltzer water is. No cool. additives. Zero calories. And you see it in... Hydrating. And you see it in lots of... You do see it in lots of cocktails. Yes, you do. Absolutely. And uh, we add it, actually, to a lot of the cocktails mm-hmm. that we've even done here in the past. So... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, club soda. Okay. Or soda water. You might okay, so club soda. Now, this is where you... I mean, I know that uh, tonic water has, like, quinine in it and some other stuff. Let's hear more about uh, about club soda. Club soda. Also, zero calories. Okay. But it does have additives to it. What does it have? So, carbonated... It's carbonated water that has added minerals in it. So, if things like potassium, biocarbonate, and potassium citrate, Ooh. which enhances the flavor. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Sometimes it might have a little sodium in it, but not always. Okay. So that is what club soda is. Okay, so it's going to taste a little different. It's going to, taste, it's going to have a little mineralization to it. A, yeah, a tiny bit, right? Interesting. So, but it does have a different, right, it has additives to it to enhance the flavor of that particular water. So that is what club soda is. Okay. And then the third water I have for today is tonic water. It's the one probably most people are going to be familiar with. Probably they know. It's my favorite. The flavor. <laughs> the flavor of it. I love tonic water. Yeah, gin and tonic. Perfect. So um, tonic water does have sweetener in it. Oh, what does it have in um, it? It will generally have sugar in it. So okay. a, a regular tonic water, like a fever tree or something like that, mm-hmm. um, is usually about 130 to 166 calories. Okay. And it does have sweetening because the, um, hold on, what do we just uh-huh. call it? <laughs> quinine, quinine that's yeah. in there um, is a very, has a very bitter flavor. Oh, okay. So that has to be sweetened to um, get that palatable. Interesting. So there also is um, zero calorie versions, like sugar-free versions, but they mm-hmm. do have artificial sweetener in there. So if you have any 
sensitivity to that sure, or, or sure. you just think it's in general not healthy. Um, just an FYI on that. Um, I didn't know, but found out through experimentation. Mm-hmm. So when, um, gosh, a long time ago, in Britain, they have this Schweppes bitter lemon drink. Yeah, like it's, a, it's good. It's a soda it's kind delicious. of thing. It's um, delicious. I love it. You can't find it here in the United States, or if mm. you can find it, it's like in specialty food stores. Sure. They just don't sell it. But if you mix a little bit of real lemon juice into tonic water, that's what that is. It has to be, it tastes exactly the same to me. So that's a, I would say that's a Did fun you look it up me. on the web to see if that's what it is? No, but I can just tell because it tastes delicious. I love it. Your mouth, your mouth can tell you you don't need Google. <laughs> no, I don't okay. need it. Um, I was so excited when I found that out um, that if you are um, doing a dry January, which this is January, a lot of people mm-hmm. are, sure. um, that's such a yummy thing just to put together is that um, tonic water and, and lemon juice. Uh, throw a little twist of lemon on there. You'll be awesome. It's good. What is kind of the... You know, what tonic, you know what tonic water is generally used for, though, right? Gin and tonics. For yes, sure. it is. So let's make one, and then we can talk about uh, about tonic water. Very good. Very good. So we're going to probably a gen, super generic gin and tonic recipe for everybody just so you can have it. You probably already know how to make it, but uh, we'll make one here tonight. Yeah, with a couple of recommendations at the end. Okay. So um, we're going to do a glass. We're, I have a highball glass here. We're okay. going to add some ice to it. All righty. Got a little ice here. And I have um, fever tree. Tonic okay. for today. Oh, yeah. okay. That's a really high quality tonic. Excuse me. And we're going to um, let's see what's our gin that we have today. Let me have tank right here. Perfect. All right. So we're going to do two ounces of the gin into the ice filled glass. All right. Just put it right in there. Super simple. So <laughs> far, easy, so far, easy so good. Recipe. Yep. And then you're just going to fill the rest with tonic water. Generally, it probably depending on the size of your glass, let's say like four ounces of tonic water. There we go. In it's there. In there. Perfect. And then we are going to garnish it with a little lime. I have some cut up here. And I like to squeeze a little bit into there and then yeah, and then too. throw a garnish on. So just a little extra limey bit. That is a gin and tonic. There you go. It's about the easiest recipe in the world. But how can you make a how can you make kind of like a premium gin and tonic? It's all about the tonics that you're using sure. and the gins that you're using. So you can change that around quite a bit. And if you don't like gin, you can do it with vodka. So you don't have to Absolutely. use... Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the exact same measurement. Two ounces, four ounces. Done deal. So um, some of the premium tonics that are recommended are Fever Tree mm-hmm. or Q, as in queen, like Q tonic. Oh, interesting. Um, I don't actually know what it stands for. I don't know what I it's called. I Q, haven't tried it. Like the letter Q. So those are two tonics that have are really good. Those are delicious. And... For a gin, the recommended gins would be like a London dry gin. Okay. That's what I prefer. Um, so Bombay Sapphire, Tanqueray, that mm-hmm. type of gin. But the fun of a gin and tonic, because it's such a basic recipe, is that depending on what kind of gin you have, it can drastically change Absolutely. the flavor. Some of those super botanical ones could be, like a Hendrix could be very, you know, interesting with your gin and tonic. And it's to your taste, of course. If you don't like that, then. there's some, Yeah. I've. I think it's a really great, I love to experiment with it because you can really get some very different tasting gins. And so, you know, I'm thinking about like um, the Empress gin that we have that came from um, Canada, Mm -hmm. from the Empress Hotel, actually in Victoria is what it was named after. That's a purple. 
It's purple. Right. It's a purple gin. Yeah, it's kind of cool looking. <laughs> um, but it has a different flavor to it, it too. It does. It has a flavor profile. It's a little bit it. more like floral and herb- herbaceous. Right. Like, um, beautiful to look at. Just a lovely color. Um, totally changes the, the drink. There's other things you can do to your gin and tonics to help um, kind of change them up a little bit. Sure. So some of those are, you could do a little splash of juice in there, depending. Maybe a little like unsweetened cranberry juice or different kinds of citrus juice. Sometimes I've made ours with a little extra dash of lime juice or a little bit of lemon juice in it. Right, sure. Um, those are really delicious. Well, yeah. So I, I w- would like to try it with a little bit of uh, cranberry in there. That sounds good, too. Pretty, too. I bet it would be a pretty color. Mm-hmm. And then... um. Your garnish on this can drastically change how you're experiment, you know, how you're experiencing the gin and tonic. So, you know, just some couple of different options. I wouldn't use these all together, but you might. I don't know. Cram them all in there. <laughs> but, you know, um, I've had gin and tonics with slices of cucumber on sure, there. Sure, yeah. And I like that because I like to have the smell of the cucumber when you're drinking it. It can change your experience. I'm a little bit of sprig of mint. Um, berries is a fun thing to do. Oh, yeah. Different kinds of citrus. Um, so other than limes, you can do lemon or orange. Um, rosemary or even like a little bit of burnt rosemary is is delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, that and orange together is a really nice combination. Um, even that like does sound good. Sprigs of lavender. Um, there's anything that basically is like citrus or reminds you of herbs is wonderful. Thyme. That's also a good one. So it is very, uh, it's very flexible. And it's taste dependent too. I mean, if you, you know, if you want straight up gin and tonic flavor or if you want to go, you know, way overboard, like with the, you know, the stronger flavors of kind of the herbs in there, some burnt whatever on there. Yeah. Rosemary with a little of the orange. That sounds really good, but definitely you're going to get a different thing than just a regular gin and tonic. I've even had them with peppercorns in it before. Sure. I think that's really nice. Anyway, enjoy your gin and tonic, and we're going to talk about tonic today. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, the tonic itself has a pretty storied past. I mean, it's kind of a, it's got a lot going on. I know, I see I see you did a lot of research on it. I'm interested to hear what you found out. I think tonic is really interesting. Um, when we were in, I guess it made me really think about this. Uh, we went to Spain a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and gin and tonics in Spain have become extremely popular. Right. So popular that now you see restaurants here in the United States that feature Spanish gin and tonics. Sure. So what was your experience when we went to Spain with the gin and tonics there? Well, the kind of the thing that really stood out to me in Spain is, number one, that, you know, every place would have their signature gin and tonic, you know, recipe. And generally it was served in a glass. It was kind of like a fishbowl, like a small fishbowl, like a beta Size bowl, <laughs> the size of a fish bowl. You know ba- what they call those? Fish might be. Oh, no, They're I don't called know. balloon glasses. Oh, well, they served it in a balloon glass. Over there, it's called Copa de Balloon. Ah, Copa de Balloon. Balloon. Yeah. Copa de Balloon. And they, they serve it like that because um, it's arced to help the capture fragrance. the aroma mm. of the gin. Yeah, exactly right. And they did, and what they would do is come make it at your table, too. So that's what I thought was interesting, too. They shouldn't bring you out this completed, you know, ready to go thing they would come out and like you know build it right there at your table (laughs) i mean it it didn't seem like it was very it wasn't like a craft thing it like they came right out and just kind of did it it was a huge i mean i can't even it didn't feel like a craft type they weren't doing it for that it was more like like more quantity it felt like more because you could so they could be like look see gin there it is that's a lot huh and then tonic and they always served with a little bit of a snack too which i really like popcorn 
gummy that was, bears or that something was my favorite or potato place. salad. I mean, it just depends on where you're at. I think they must. I don't know about this for sure, but if somebody's listening in Spain, they can correct me. But I think they must have to serve food with alcohol. Yeah, because they definitely every time we had a drink, they would bring us some food, some little, you know, just even if it was just like I said, Sour Patch Kids or something and popcorn. We did have like top, like they would. Bring us some Sometimes like bring specialty small tapas. Top- Sometimes small tapas or you know potato salad with something else. So yeah, my favorite one though is when you're talking about they came out with a bowl of gummy like gummy candy, sour patch gummies, and popcorn. I was like, oh my god, I think I've died and gone to heaven. That was the right place now. with the giant, <laughs> giant balloon glass. It looked like a fish bowl. The guy came out and just was like, pour, pour, and just here's gummy bears and popcorn. Yeah, I don't think he did two ounces and four ounces. No, I think it was, was more like eight ounces just, of gin. Yeah. 14 ounces of tonic. Yeah, it, it, was, it was big. But yeah. it was good. I mean, it was, you know, it's a great experience too, so. It was really fun. So that's a, kind of my Spanish experience with gin and tonic. At least the one that stands <laughs> out to me. But they were everywhere there. They were I everywhere. mean, it was really like that was. It was the, something super popular there. Between and that and vermouth on tap, it seemed like those were the mm-hmm. two most surprising mm-hmm. drinks or drink options, I guess, that were right. just everywhere. Um, but I, you get it because it's hot day, you know. Yeah, it tastes it's good on a hot day. Yeah, delicious. Um, anyway, so I was I was a little blown away by how popular they were in Spain. Yeah, though um, we did talk about this before with gin. Right, gin sells the most in the Philippines. Philippines, it's the biggest place for gin sales. So uh, whether they're gin gin and tonicking it, potentially yes, possibly. I but don't I know. My I think my aunt my guess was Spain, but it's Philippines. Which yeah, is interesting. Surprising. Um, so tonic water. Yeah. What do we know? What did you find out about tonic water? You know, it made me think about this. Is this uh, fictional book that we both just read about um, this explorer that goes into? Uh, he leaves England and he's paid by this Indian company to go into Peru. I think it was Peru. Right. Going to Peru to get uh, to get uh, to find quinine trees so yeah. they could take Chinchona it back. Chinchona trees. Chinchona yeah. trees. Take it back so they could make their own. Because they were having a problem with uh, malaria. Yeah. So that's kind of what sparked this whole idea of doing this tonic water thing. So um, as you might guess, carbonated so- tonic water is a carbonated soft drink that quinine is dissolved in. Um, and the quinine is what gives it that strangely bitter flavor. Interesting. But quinine was originally a cure for malaria. Mm-hmm. And the, it was... It was discovered a while back, so it yeah, was. I think, um, I think I remember seeing something about even, you know, uh, indigenous peoples knowing that it could that the bark of that tree could treat malaria. So there was kind of these bark powder preparations that they were making. Yeah, so indigenous people of Peru, Bolivia, and Ecuador—they've actually found it um, that they used to use quinine as a muscle relaxant. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, to help with. Uh, with shivering due to low temperatures. Oh, interesting. Which I thought that was super interesting. And they were the ones who first mixed it with sweetened water to offset the bitterness. Really? I I think that I've never heard this. I just did some research today and I, I was fascinated by that. But it wow. was actually the Jesuits who um, were the first to bring it from Peru to Europe. And they brought um, chinchona, which is the tree. The tree. That this um, quinine comes from yeah. and it comes from the bark of it and since about the six since around the 1600s like 1632 it's been used as an anti-malarial interesting so um there was a time though because of that um 
that Prue was upset because people kept taking so much of right. These other countries these are trees. coming, like try to take cuttings or take full trees and just end up destroying their trees. It wasn't just that; it was that they wanted to keep their monopoly on it. Well, that so too. they could get yeah, the a money little, a from it. A little bit of that because <laughs> the price started going up, and if everybody had it, the price would go down. So uh, Peru, over time, had wanted to keep their monopoly, so they began outlawing seeds and um, saplings for export. Interesting. And the Dutch then went in and smuggled seeds, and they started plantations in Indonesia. Interesting. So it was fun, that fictional book. They actually yeah, did they, their they research. Followed, they followed <laughs> along a lot of, along those lines with the whole you know Dutch being part of the, the equation there. If you guys like fiction, and this was kind of a weird, like, I don't even know what kind of... It, was a weird a, fiction. Adventure fiction? Yeah, Strange it was called The fiction. Bedlam Stacks. The Bedlam Stacks. And yeah. I believe it was by Natasha Pulley. Yep, I think that's right. Um, if you're curious, I enjoyed it. And then I handed book. it to Greg, fun and then book. he enjoyed it. So there you've got two thumbs up on that one. But it made us think about this. So then the quinine, um, right, so then they started growing it in Indonesia. And um, the... There was a scientist um, in the 1700s. His name was George Cleghorn. I think he was a Scottish doctor. And he discovered not only was it a cure for malaria, but that quinine actually could prevent malaria. That's cool. If they they gave it to people who were, you know... Going to be exposed to it. Exactly. So British officers um, were then given quinine um, to drink, and and that's where tonic water came from because the quinine was so bitter that they, they started mixing it with sugar. sugar water, yeah. And the British officers also had a certain amount of gin that was as one would. Um, what's that called? Like when they sanction a certain amount a ration. for a ration? Thank you. Yeah, the so ration of gin. They had their rations of gin. They had to have this. They had to have this <laughs> quinine. They're forced to take this, so they started mixing sugar, water, and lime. And the gin to make that quinine more palatable. That's cool. And uh, hence the gin and tonic. Hence the gin and tonic was, was born. born. Um, so now, uh, you know, with modern medicine and modern things, um, quinine is no longer used as an antimalarial. They've things, found things that are more effective. A little effective. bit better. Yeah, sure. Um, so the tonics that we have now have a lot less quinine in them, but they do have still that, that flavor. That taste, yeah. People use quinine also, I think. Um, in certain amounts to help with like muscle cramping. And well, that it sounds like the uh, the original indigenous people there down in South America were definitely using it for muscle relaxation. Isn't that interesting? I had no idea that that was that a, is interesting that that was a thing. Um. So yeah. So interesting. Uh. There's some quinine facts. There's um something else kind of interesting about quinine. Oh yeah. Did you know that um, tonic is fluorescent under ultraviolet light. I had heard that. I had heard that, that like tonic water because of that quinine in there that's fluorescent. So weird. I read that sometimes even under direct sunlight. Oh, it, it can fluoresce, it fluoresce a little bit? a little bit. That's interesting. I just need to go to sunnier places, I, I know, think, and drink more gin. It's not going to do that here in Seattle. No, I, that's probably why I wouldn't know. But if you're out at a club or something and Maybe, you've got black yeah. lights, that would be a fun drink to order. Oh, you know yeah. which one it was yours. So That's true. Anyway, that's what I have. That's what I have on tonic waters. That's awesome. Um, a little. It's fun. It's good. In it. You got to learn something. Yeah, a brief history. I mean, if you're interested, 
and want a lot of information about quinine and tonic waters. There's plenty of it available, but I think kind of got it down into Mm -hmm. a condensed At least there's some good good talking points as you're making gin and tonics for your friends this weekend. There are some good talking points you can mention and talking about the chichona tree and the bark and the et cetera, et cetera, and the muscle relaxation. So interesting. Such an interesting stuff. So strange that it's like fluorescent and uh, I don't know. Very cool. Very, very cool. I think it's It's also cool. like on the list of um, quinine is on one of the lists of like most effective and safest medicines ever found. Really? Mm-hmm. Most effective and safest. Yeah. Well, then you can't go wrong with the old quinine. Interesting. That yeah. is cool. And tastes good. Exactly. Yeah. I think this, uh, hopefully for listener, you listeners out there, hopefully there's somebody that was, that had been sitting around quietly trying not to be embarrassed about not knowing what the difference between all these three clear bubbly things are. But hopefully now you're informed. So I'm going to go back through it one more time. Yeah, seltzer let's, water. Let's, let's, let's recap. So to recap, seltzer water. Carbonated water. And no that, no additives, that, nothing. Just and, bubbly. And that comes out of the soda stream. Or out of So if you have a soda places stream. Places that do carbonation. <laughs> or all those canned waters now yep. that you're seeing out there, it's going to be this stuff. Exactly. Got it. And then next. Club soda. Club soda. Zero calorie again, but it has added minerals to it. Okay, so it's going to have a mineral taste to it. And sometimes a little sodium. So maybe just a little just bit depends. of Just depends. Yeah. If you're worried about that, read the... Read the label. There you go. Okay. Um, and then Finally. tonic. Tonic, my favorite water, um, has the quinine, quinine in it. In quinine. Going to have a little more. It's going to probably be sugary. It's probably going to be more calories. Yep. Like I said, so if you're concerned you, about you could that. have the regular kinds, um, 130, 166 calories. Like I said, there's. Uh, I would go for the more craft versions of it when you're using it. Sure. And uh, But there are some zero-calorie versions. So Very good. Yeah, delicious. Right on. Well, if people want to, I'm sure probably everyone's got their own gin and tonic recipe, but if they'd like to see it in printed form, the one we used, and maybe a picture of a pretty glass with the gin and tonic in it, <laughs> where could they go to find that? They can go to our Instagram account, which is Amateur Bartending for the number four, Immature People. Well, how? Oh, uh, for how, Immature, sorry. How handy is that? Well, I, you know, if you just want that. a little a little catalog of things that you can make and you just want to flip through and go, oh, that's pretty. I and think I'll make that one. pick it out by one. picture. You certainly could do that. I use it. I use it all the time. Absolutely. We're, we flip back through there and go, hey, that one we made, what are the, and the, the recipe's there. Yeah, so this uh, this episode is uh, in, in there. We will have our pictures of our gin and tonic. And uh, yeah, hopefully you guys follow us on on there and hopefully it's useful to Absolutely. you and as always if you like this and want to hear more of it you can uh, find us pretty much wherever you're getting your podcasts and uh please like and subscribe and thumbs up and five stars and whatever the heck it is on whatever the heck medium you're using because <laughs> that sure helps us out and uh please you know leave some comments we'd yeah. love to see what people want what uh people like to hear about or see pictures of their drinks that they've taken so yeah well, happy New Year! This is yeah. uh, we had taken a little bit of break during the holidays, and mm-hmm. now we're back into it. So, um, I hope that everybody has a wonderful 2020, and we look forward to episodes coming up this year. Absolutely, we hope we put some stuff together. You guys are gonna like. We we got some fun ideas here coming up. So, 2020. Cheers. Cheers.